right, guys, we are back. Welcome to the 443 Podcast. All right, Reese, we just kind of have a short show today. Just got some stoppage time questions for you, if you got any for me. And um, yeah. we're covering the two games we missed. Yes, sir. Uh, two games in the midweek. Uh, happy 2024 to all of our fellow uh, New Year friends here. Um, just got back from vacation. And Matt, uh, before we jump into these games. Oh, can I, I can't wait to hear the story. Guys, he wouldn't tell me how his trip was. So, uh, because yeah. there's something he wanted to tell you, and I didn't get to hear it, so yes, here we go. Yes. So, you know, when you drive up to Disneyland from Arizona, it's about five to six hours, depending on traffic or, or flow of, of, of Once traffic. Once you cross that mountain, you're just in traffic yep. for two hours, depending on where in the Los Angeles Valley you're going. Exactly. So, typically, on those on that I-10 all the way up, I go about 84 to 87 when I need to cook up a little bit, you know, get past some people. But 84 is like my cruise control set amount. I passed about... Me too. I do 83, 84. Exactly. See, I I passed about three or four cops all the way up here from both states. No questions asked. I drive back. 84 to 87 range. 84 primarily. uh, All the way home. I get down to the 101, which is probably the most coveted freeway right now in Arizona. (laughs) Um, And I'd say the flow of traffic typically is around 75 to 85 usually leading towards the 85 yeah. and you can't be in the middle or the right left lane without getting blown over yeah. it's, it reminds me of my time in florida exactly so i'm chilling there on the 101 about 15 minutes from home six hour drive i'm tired i'm going 80 at this point cruising at 80 i pass a state trooper going 75 the state trooper says do you know who just passed who you just passed and i was like yes i passed you he says a state trooper i'm like dude he I, said it like that? Yes, and I'm like, dude... That's like, do you know who my dad is? I'm like, are you really trying to differ- differentiate you and a regular police officer? He's like, well, we all we do here is monitor the freeways. And I'm like, well, okay, you know, I'm, 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 I'll, I'll fold there. You know, I give him my license, registration. We get to, you know, the nitty gritty. He comes back with the citation. What did he give you? Uh, I didn't. I didn't actually look into it yet. I've actually put it in my. Hopefully, glove it's department. the one you don't. Have, you just pay the fine and you move on with your day. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I got one going twenty nine miles over the limit out and I right. The guy was hanging yeah. out right as I left the Navajo reservation. I come because there's there's real no speed limits out there. Yeah. I just come right across the line. Guy gets me. He's just like. He's like, "What were you doing?" I was like. I forgot the speed limit change. It's my fault. He goes, okay, cool. He gives me, he could have given me the one where I have to go to basically fight for my license. He just gave me the one where I just had to pay the $120 and I was good. Mine doesn't have a fee on the citation. So I think I have to. Well, I had to look it up on the internet. I didn't know what it was. I didn't even, I had to basically find a YouTube video where this guy explains Arizona traffic tickets and breaks down what you got to pay. That's I'll find the video if I can send it to you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, we were discussing while I, I handed it over to him. He's like, well, you know, I see you have some suitcases in your backseat. I was like, yeah, I was driving home from California the last six hours. I was going about 84 the whole way home until I got onto the 101 because, you know, when you get into the your usual soil, you know where you're going. Yeah. I slowed down a little bit and get into cruising at 80, which, again, I'm going with the flow of traffic. Yeah. Um, but this guy clocks me. I told him I was coming home from California. Dude proceeds to give me a citation. And I'm like, man, I love Matt. Guys, you guys obviously don't know what our faces are or anything like that. But Matt is bald. My supervisor is bald. My former supervisor, shout out Chris, is mm-hmm. bald or was bald when I first, uh, when I. Now he has hair. He has hair now? Okay. Well, there was a stretch when yeah. I was in the there office. There was a stretch when we looked alike. <laughs> 
I don't hate bald people, but I I do discriminate against one type of bald person. Bald cops. Bald freaking cops. And man, I wanted to flip out. I have yet to look at the citation. Like I said, I put it in my glove compartment. I have not taken it out. The lady says she will take it out for me when I get home. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, all all I, I just wanted to say, guys, that... Be respectful to cops, but even in that turn, you still might get a citation. So just drive. Uh, when you see a cop on the freeway, maybe just slow down a little bit. <laughs> My thing is, is, once you get pulled over, you're at the mercy. You yep. just gotta don't try to fight it. I just see where it goes. Yeah, once he handed me the citation, I said, you're wasting my time. Because I remember one time I got pulled over with one of my friends in the back of the car. We were on a road trip. Yeah. And um, it turns out he was just letting me know that my, my light had failed and yeah. my brake light had failed. And I had checked him before the trip. It must have failed somewhere around the line. Mm-hmm. And this guy goes, you're really pulling us over from the back seat. And I shoot, <laughs> I, I shoot this young up. man a look. Well, actually, he's older than me. I shoot this man a look. Like... The cops saw me just give him the eyes, and I think that saved me. <laughs> yeah. If, if someone that's just not like, driving... hey, you're going to go into Flagstaff, stop at an auto zone, get that light taillight sure. changed out. That's crazy from the backseat, man. If, 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 if guys, if there is a backseat driver or a passenger who disputes with the cop, just shut him up real quick like Matt did. I almost want to slap him. Because, <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm the one who's in trouble here, not you. Yeah. We get sent to jail. They just let you go. I'm the one who's in trouble. <laughs> Unless you do something crazy. Of course. Like, that guy was on the brink of doing something crazy. Yeah. Possibly. No, I'm just kidding. I'm All right, anyway. Uh, but, uh, so, let's get into the games. Yes, I'm, sir. Uh, so, the, the first game we missed was uh, Liverpool... At New or Newcastle at Liverpool, Liverpool wins four to two, and I rewatched this game yesterday. I watched it live, and then I rewatched it yesterday. And I got to say, I remember until the I think the the until they they changed out their subs with Liverpool chain brought yep. on uh, Gravenberch, Najota, and yeah, and Gakpo, Gakpo. Yeah. yeah, I thought that this could have been anyone's game. Mm-hmm. And Newcastle just didn't have the bodies to stand up to it. But their XG is 0.91. I thought it was higher. That's fair. When I watched the game, and I uh, this is where we kind of slightly disagree a little bit. Is Well, no. Once they got on, yeah, it, was yeah. just, it was Liverpool's game. They couldn't stop them. I felt Liverpool dominated that game for the full 90 minutes. Um, but in terms of the scoreline, it seemed like each time Newcastle would attack, they would be clinical. And although Liverpool probably had, in my opinion, one of their best performances of the season uh, against Newcastle, I felt like they were very lackadaisical defensively, which opened it up for Isaac and and and, and No, I get, I, I get you on that. But what I was saying was it just it never seemed to me like the game was totally out of reach of exactly. of Newcastle. It was Liverpool's game to win, but it was their game to draw. Yeah, I was I thought that Newcastle had a a pinky on the game. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean our finger on the game, they could have tried it or it was never in question that Liverpool was going to run away with it in the final, like, you know, the final scrolling that they did. Yeah. But I will just uh, um, go back. I mean, there was a young man for Liverpool that I'm just like, man, maybe Arsenal should look at this guy. Livermento. 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 Thank you. For Newcastle. Yep. Former Chelsea or, product. Newcastle. Yep. Yeah. For, former Chelsea product. Was oh, he the South guy Anthem. they bought instead of um, Kieran Tierney this summer? Or is well, Livermento is the right back. They also bought Lewis Hall from yeah, Chelsea gotcha. as a left back. Sorry, like every team is bought from you this yeah, season. This especially okay. him. <laughs> yeah, so I liked him. I he didn't There's a player there. There's a player there. He I like that he did the I'm trying to remember how I thought about it. He did the little things and the things that some people start to forget 
very well. Yep. Like the clearing and make sure the ball was clear, making yep. sure the goalkeeper had it before he shut down, not assuming anything, making sure everything was good. Yeah, and he's, he, he really was, impressed me. I agree. And he was also threatening in the final third for Newcastle as well when they did have oh, their speed. He had, some, he had some wheels on him too. To him. Uh, I think he was a great refresher for, uh, for Trippier who has struggled as of late. Um, I do think, uh, and I've said this in previous episodes, that I'm not the biggest fan of Eddie Howe getting Newcastle over the hump. And since I've said that, Newcastle have not been in great form, and they have not changed the way they've played. Which, we've talked about Ange Ball, you know, with with Boston Coglu, that we like how he sticks to his gun and, and has a set way that they play. But... With Newcastle's form, they're now into what ninth place, eighth place. We'll jump into the table. Yeah, they're down there. I think they're Man United's in eighth. They're in ninth, and you're in tenth. Yeah. So, uh, at, I feel like at some point you have to change your way of playing if you want to get this team back on track. Yeah. Um, well, like for remember a while there, the Arsenal shifted to a back three because they didn't have the bodies to yeah. play that way. When under Arteta, they had to do what they had to do to survive. I agree, and um, you know. We'll get into how Liverpool has been over the last couple games, especially in their form. Um, it felt like either way, this result was going to go to Liverpool. Um, it was kind of inevitable. Either one point or three points. I did not see a way that Newcastle would get three points. No, and I, I can give you that, but it just never seemed like until the substitutions came on that yeah. Liverpool was going to run away with it. For sure. It always seemed like Liverpool, or Newcastle would like, chip a goal from Isaac yeah. or something. It never seemed like until they got the two-goal cushion... It just didn't seem to me like it was a blowout. For sure. I, I agree. And and Liverpool kept them in that game in a sense. They had a missed PK from Salah, which was a very poor oh, yeah. very poor penalty that we're used to from, from Salah. So the, I missed that mm-hmm. that penalty opportunity when I watched it at work. Yeah. And then I rewatched the game and I know the score. When I rewatched it, I was like, Oh man, Salah Salah's gonna miss a penalty? Yeah. And they said he's like missed four of his last nine. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just like, Oh and then he gets one later on. Excuse me, guys. Um, that that penalty yeah. would have put the game away. It would have changed the game. I thought that was sure. a pivotal point because I know that Newcastle was protesting it yeah. a, a lot. And if it had gone, Saleh got it in. I honestly, I think Liverpool because Saleh's getting a little bit older and they may be he may be leaving at the end of the year. I think they should start saying like they do a rotation or like randomize it. You know, in, in regards to the penalty. So the penalty taker, like say, okay, guys. Rock, paper, scissors, best of three. That's your yeah. order. First place gets the first penalty. Second place gets the second place. Third place gets the third penalty. That's Just fair. to mix it up on people. I, maybe not like that. Maybe they do something. No, I gotcha. And I, I completely see where you're coming from because there wasn't a set Chelsea penalty taker mm-hmm. uh, the second half of last season. And it keeps the goalie on their toes because yeah. there has got to be so much footage of guys like Harry Kane and Saul out there mm-hmm. and now Saka and Holland for their penalties. That especially when you start to, I'm not saying Salah's lost a step. I still think he's the best right winger in the probably the game period. Yeah, and he's been probably the player of the season so far mm-hmm. oh, in the yeah. league. He has the most assists. I think he's one of the best players in Europe, but For you sure. can tell if he, he he he's not at 100 anymore. He's in the high in the mid 90s in terms of his percentage. You can see he gets yeah. a little bit tired times and. He's walking a little bit more, but yeah. he's still a great player. But I think you need to start preparing for the eventuality that he's leaving. And also, it would confuse the shit out of people. Yeah, you make a great point um, in regards to, as we just agreed, that he is probably the player of the season right now. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to a little YouTube short of uh, Pitch Side, which is another podcast mm-hmm. that I watch. They're a little bit more meme with their, uh, their you know, what they talk about. But one of their uh, hosts made a great point that, 
He didn't have, which was crazy. He didn't have him in their Premier League team of the season so far, which is crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. If I had to pick my team, I'd probably pick him over Saka. You know how much we Arsenal boys love our Saka. Salah should be the first player on the player player of the season, you know, list. But Mm -hmm. in terms of what we were, like this season, I can't think of any player that's better than him. But he did make a great point where he was like, there is games or points in the game where he just doesn't appear. Mm -hmm. He is not a typical right winger or winger in general where he is always going to be on the ball. Or and he's Mourinho. always going to make it an impact. And Mourinho talked about this when he was at Chelsea. I yeah. saw an interview on him and how he was saying, "I always tried to nurture Salah, but for the way I wanted to play, I need him to be all the time or something in the game." Yeah. You know how Mourinho talks. Yeah, and Salah, and he's this is not him. Yeah, and for all the greatness Salah is, what Salah is best at is poaching. And when he gets in the box, there's few better players in the world that uh, at. at you know, making the right play or finishing off uh, a great opportunity uh, for Salah. But I kind of agree with what he was saying. Not not the fact. He obviously is player of the season, like I just said. But I see where he's coming from, where there is points in the game where we don't see the best version of Salah. Now, regardless, Salah, um, you know, on form or not, he is one of the best players in the world. And what we have to pay attention to is the AFCON with uh, Liverpool not having Salah. They have a very deep attack. Who do you think, this is my first question to you, okay. who do you think should be that guy to fill in that right-wing role um, or at least be the guy to step up um, while Salah is at AFCON? Because there's a few. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll name them off. Can you name them for me? Because yeah. I'm not as familiar with Liverpool's yeah. lineup as I am with some other teams. Yeah, so we have Gakpo, you have Jota, you have Darwin, you have Luis Diaz, you have Harvey Elliott who is playing right-wing right now uh, in the FA Cup game. We've got this going on in the background right now. Um, so they have a lot of depth in attack. We even could throw in Sabolaza, who played a little bit in the front three for I Leipzig. Got my answer. Go ahead. I would go with Gakpo because Gakpo has energy like a young Sala. He is all over the pitch all the time, and he kind of does bring that randomness that mm-hmm. makes Sala such a. I maybe not. I see the randomness. I see the randomly that he randomly is in this spot, or maybe he's always there. But watching football on TV is a lot different than watching. He knows football how to life. get into the box and yeah. make the right play. I, see what you're I think if you're going to be losing him for a week to a month, I would go with Gakpo. That's fair. And you know, for me, I was thinking uh, it has to be the guy that's been the best player off the bench for Liverpool lately, and that's Jota. Oh, and yeah. for me, it's it's Jota. Um, I feel like he has to get minutes. I find it strange. He that, probably will. Yeah, Klopp probably looks at the game more like you than I than like me. Well, me too, because uh, Klopp lives and breathes Liverpool right now. But if we look at um, how Jota's performed in the last twenty minutes of each game, he's either scored or assisted in each of those games. So he's going to be big going forward for Liverpool. Uh, before we jump into our next game, Matt, do you want to discuss uh, the other side with Newcastle going forward? Are you a little bit worried for Eddie Howe, or do you still are you still giving him the old type of thing that everyone else is saying with the break and injuries that uh, Newcastle will be fine when they're replenished and recouped? I'm worried, but I'm not worried for his job. I'm gotcha. worried for the squad. I think that he's proven that when like I think he'll get a pass till the end of the season. I think we've already pa- like we've already passed that point where if you're going to fire a manager, you're not going to fire him until March now. Yeah, and I think he can get his house in order before then I just think it's just like Arsenal dropping down to fit fourth or fifth wherever they're at now it's just a bad time to do it to have your you know just yeah crap the bed but 
I'm worried for the team, not for the manager. Maybe that's a better way of looking at it. That's fair. And we do have to see if they're going to be doing any sort of investment in January. Right now, I haven't seen any links. Uh, maybe next week or, or maybe towards the end of this episode, we'll, we'll add a new little segment of just maybe some transfer certified transfer rumors that we've seen lately. But um, <clears throat> I'm with you, man. Uh, I'm not worried for Eddie Howe's job. I think his job will be at risk at the end of the season. You know, when, when Newcastle does the full season review, you know, the upper management saying, is this the guy to get us over the hump into the Champions League consistently? Um, you guys know my point on that. I don't think he is, but um, I, I just want to see a little uh, something a little bit different from this group. Uh, I am a little bit worried in the sense that I don't think they're going to drop out of the top 10 or out of Europe, but I'm a little bit worried in the sense that we may see this continuous slip in form going forward. Matt, uh, I know we didn't touch too much into the goals and the game itself, but what were your final thoughts on the game? Uh, between the two second sides? note was that it was a classic Liverpool goal by Mo Salah, the yeah. little tap-in. Sure. Um, from Darwin Nunez on the first one. I love the Isaac counter goal. Mm. I thought it was a thing of beauty. Um, the other goals, they just, like the penalty, you know, it was a penalty. Both it penalties was, were It was Salah's yeah. Sala second penalty. Yeah. He kind of had to put that away. Um, but for the most part, it was, like you said, I always kind of had this feeling that Newcastle might be able to get something. If maybe if they had one more guy healthy, yeah. they were in it. But it was Liverpool's game to lose. Yeah. My final thoughts would be, you know, for a man-of-the-match performance, although the scoreline doesn't favor Newcastle, I thought Dubrovka, the goalkeeper, was great. Mm-hmm. You know, the penalty save. He for had a, couple, a backup goalkeeper. Yeah, especially. And uh, man-of-the-match for Liverpool, I thought Curtis Jones probably had his best game of the season. He is looking like a legit midfielder uh, for Liverpool in a team that we did not see Curtis Jones being a future midfielder for. So um, something to keep an eye on over the next few weeks, see Curtis Jones' form with. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into the next game. Uh, West Ham. Uh, no, Brighton at West Ham. Yeah. West Ham at home, uh, tying Brest, uh, Brighton 0-0, nil to nil. Uh, I think we're both about to say the same thing where we think Brighton should have walked away with some points. But what were your thoughts on the game, well, I think that West Ham was hampered by injuries. They had no yeah. Paqueta and no Kudus. Yeah. Um, I think that really hurt them. And I found Brighton's lineup um, interesting the way they came at this where um, they didn't bring on... Who's that young? Ferguson. Yeah, and um, Ferguson. They basically subbed him out for Bonete, who had started in the center of the pitch with uh, Jao Pedro and Welbeck flanking him. Welbeck on the right, Jao Pedro on the left. Yeah, I think he's a young player as well. Um, Maybe they're trying to blood him in. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the thing that we're talking about with Brighton always rotating yeah. their teams. Yeah, I haven't seen them run this formation, but mm-hmm. like I, I haven't paid it as... Like, I'm a I'm a guilty of my own fan bias. I haven't paid attention to other teams' lineups as effectively as my own, but I haven't are, seen them run that. But yeah, and you know, we're we're new to this podcast lifestyle, so we are learning these teams as we go. And definitely next season, guys, we'll be we'll be definitely prepared. Uh, you know, for for insight on each particular team and. Uh, for Brighton, I've been watching for most of the season because, in my opinion, preseason, I thought they were one of the teams to look out for. Um, and in my opinion, uh, from the second half on, they completely dominated this game. West Ham had maybe one or two opportunities that they should have put away, but Brighton had about six or seven. Bowen didn't quit. Yeah, Bo- Bowen is is uh, uh, an engine uh, for that attack. Uh, I want to give specific credit to João Pedro. Uh, he is probably mm-hmm. on the best form of his career right now. He was a former Watford player. Deservey made a funny comment that he had no idea who João Pedro was until he signed for the team. So uh, just great recruitment from from Brighton. Uh, you know, I bet Deservey was like with his angry face. I'm not happy with this, but I guess I'll take it. And João Pedro has uh, paid back the the investment already. 
uh, by by probably being the player of the season for Brighton. Well, the good things can come out of Watford. Yep, Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it outside of Jao Pedro. Um, Matt, uh, in terms of who deserved points, do you agree that Brighton should have maybe gotten three points from this instead of walking away with just I'm one? I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I think that West Ham had a lot of really good opportunities in the earlier part yeah. of the game. Now, Brighton did finish it strong, but I think this probably could have been a draw the way that both teams played. Both teams were lacking. It was a game key. of two halves. Yeah, it was lacking personnel. Because, um, like, Brighton were missing people as well. They were also missing... Um, What's his name? You know what I'm talking about. Their winger. Matoma. Yeah, Matoma, um, who's injured and also has gotten called up by Japan to play in the Asian Cup. So he's not able to stay with his medical staff. Yeah, and, and no Paqueta for West Ham. So it was a very, uh, you know, and definitely no not either. the best lineups for, for both teams. Uh, These were two weakened sides. This game I didn't get to watch until yesterday. I missed it live. Um, Tuesday was a... Um, Sorry. Everything in the kitchen sink kind of day at work. I had it on, but I don't remember any of it at all because <laughs> there was no goals to remember. Yeah, and and I'd say tactically uh, in the first half, West Ham had their usual counterattacks, and they were more clinical in the final third than Brighton was in terms of getting that final shot off. But if you look at uh, the second half with Brighton just controlling possession and West Ham uh, getting minimized in their uh, counterattacking attempts, um, it's just crazy. Uh, so no, I think on yeah. paper Brighton should have won this game, but West Ham Sorry. had their chances. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into a table recap before we do uh, jump into our stoppage time here. Uh, at the bottom of the league, really no, no change here because these games were over the weekend. Sheffield, Burnley, Luton are rounding out the bottom three, top four as we speak. Uh, Arsenal game, uh, Arsenal with forty points. Manchester City with a game in hand with forty points as well. Uh, Villa still holding strong with second place with 42 points, and at the top of the league, uh, Liverpool with 45. So yeah, Arsenal um, losing to Liverpool in the FA Cup right now. <laughs> yep. So let's go ahead and jump into the stoppage time because that does lead right into my stoppage time question. All right. Uh, I was hoping the now. game. I was hoping this game would maybe go to into a draw, and we could save this for another week. But I'll, yeah. I'll hit me with it, man. So uh, we have uh, right now Liverpool just defeated Arsenal two nil uh, in the FA Cup. We've had some big results over the weekend for the FA Cup in particular. Matt, as of right now, who is your favorite to win the FA Cup? By the way, can I drop a quick Mm -hmm. disclaimer in? Uh, De Bruyne came on 15 minutes later. He had an assist. Kind of scary, if you guys ask me, just to show what this team is capable of. But go ahead. So my pick is going to be Manchester City to win it all. Um, my I hope they make it further um, is Wrexham. Yeah, I'm with you. And if they don't make it, you know, far, I want them to pl- at least play a big club just to get some story. money. Yeah, get know, some cheddar cheese. Get and the, to Anfield or something that'd be yeah. cool for the club. Get the get the show. Get some get some ratings. Yeah, uh, very fair. Um, I do think there is a couple dark horses in this FA Cup. Just yeah, because, go over the results because I haven't been able to check out all the results. Yeah. So way back on Thursday, Palace and Everton draw, so they're gonna have to do a replay. Brentford Wolves also draw, so they're going to have a replay. Fulham, you know, one of the sneaky sneaky teams in the Carabao Cup, also getting a result over Rotherham. Shout out Rotherham. Uh, do you know where that's at in England? Mm-mm. Neither do I. Uh, <laughs> Tottenham at home defeating uh, Burnley, so they're into the next round. Okay. Chelsea 4-0 defeating Preston, they're into the next round. The original round. Invincibles. Yes, sir. Give credit to them. <laughs> uh, Maidstone United, 1-0 defeating Stefanich. Big result for the up the Maidstoneies. Oh, out the, outside of... Outside of London? 
Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, yeah, Maidstone's just outside the, the, the London metro area. Maidstone, England, actually, in Gallagher Stadium. Okay, okay. Maybe we can send Connor Gallagher there. Uh, <laughs> Coventry defeating Oxford United. I don't think that result's too re- surprising. Mm-hmm. Coventry's in great form right now, 6-2. Uh, Wimbledon at home losing to Ipswich. Um, unfortunate for uh, Wimbledon's. Poor John Green. And then you got Mill... Millwall losing uh, Leicester, <laughs> losing to Leicester three to two. So this may be a hot take. I think the league needs back Millwall. Yes, I'm with you, man. We need that but, West Ham Millwall rivalry. But also, I didn't realize how much of a disparity there was in terms of the two clubs. Like <laughs> Millwall's only valued at 43 million pounds. This is something I was looking up for a side project. I'll eventually tell you guys about. Yeah. And West Ham is like one the seventh most valuable club in the UK. <laughs> that's crazy. I feel like if, if Millwall's back in the league with West Ham, that's just uh, one of the best rivalries in England. Uh, Newcastle advances over Sunderland, Blackburn over Cambridge, uh, Sheffield United beating Gillingham, Gillingham sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hull and Birmingham will have to replay. Watford is into the next round. Brighton is into the next round. Oh, Birmingham City have to replay? Yeah. Mm. Um, Bournemouth and Southampton are into the next round along with Brighton. Plymouth into the next round. Shout out Plymouth. Okay. Uh, Norwich and Bristol will have to replay. Uh, Newport and Eastleigh, never heard of Eastleigh, so shout out them. Uh, we'll have to replay. Go well, ahead. I learned something amazing. Shrewsbury is in Wales. Okay. I didn't know where it was. <laughs> and leading into that one, Wet Rexham is into the next round, defeating Shrewsbury. Up the mighty... Uh, Dragons. Yep, yep. And Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> I'm a McElhenney boy. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> West Ham will have to replay against Bristol City. Uh, Leeds is into the next round. Forrest is going to have to replay Blackpool. City's in. Luton and Bolton will have to replay. And then, of course, Liverpool. So, um, And then we have Wigan Athletic tomorrow against Manchester. Manchester City. Yeah, so, or United, United City. Yeah. So I'd say there's a lot of uh, League 2, League 3 teams right now that are still in the hunt that are actually into the next round, so we'll have to see the next round of draws. But you're pretty confident of City uh, right now? Yeah, I think that they're just going to outlast, especially yeah. now they got their some depth back. And once the games, once they announce... And plus, who knows, they're yeah. probably going to buy another £60 million guy in the January transfer window. For sure. And once, I'd say after the next round, we'll come back for the predictions when it's maybe the quarters or round yeah. of 16, get a little bit more certified. Matt? What is your stoppage question? So I got a three-parter for you. Um, let me get it up here so I can speak into the mic like an adult. Um, <laughs> so I want this and I want no top six teams in it. That means, and by this criteria, we mean Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, Arsenal, and the two Manchester clubs. Yep. Who's your breakout player outside the top six mm. this season? Breakout player. Uh, it might have to be the person that I was just speaking about. I know it's uh, a little bit uh, uh, lazy of a take, but I think Jao Pedro has probably been one of the best players in the Premier League this season. Um, and if if not him, uh, I would also like to shout out our boy uh, Kudus, uh, mm. who has been uh, crazy for them. What about you? So I have three. Okay. Jao Pedro was my third pick. Hiwi Chan was my second pick, and Paqueta was my first oh, pick. Oh, I can't forget we'll our patron saint. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> you're very right. My bad. Nah, I just, I just think that because like he was on Wolves last season, yeah. But this is the season where everyone knew his name, and it's just from Pep Guardiola, exactly. And we also can't forget uh, former Chelsea man, the bow and arrow. He's not Robin Hood, the stock lending. Oh, our boy, the archer, Dominic Solanke as well. All right, and the follow up: Who's your like veteran who's like come back? The Roy Kent Trophy 
if you will, of the season so far. Comeback I, player of the season? Um, like, old man comeback. Like, you can't believe that guy's still around, but he's still performing good kind of guy. Outside of the big six. Yes, outside the big six. I there's, feel like, two, there's two picks for me in this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to see who you go with. So off the top of my head, and again, this is this is a tough one, uh, but I'm going to go with Neto, the Bournemouth goalkeeper. Mm, okay. Who has, uh, I think he's tied, or if not tied for second with most clean sheets in the league. Been a backup most of his career. I feel like he's had a great story. So you did a very a good deep dive. I went with Ross Barkley. Also a great pick. And uh, Milner. Nice. Because Milner. Milner is now off the most premier, or top flight games ever played. For Premier League, he's, he's yeah. tied for number two. That's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, I well, feel I mean, they're, they're the easy picks. I, I like your pick. You went a little bit more into the, you know, down on the bottom shelf than I did. Barkley, Barkley's a great pick because he has been probably Luton's one of their best mm-hmm. players this season. Well, now he's got Lakonga to back him up, and I think that they'll do some good things the, in that midfield. Decent midfield pairing. I agree. What's your third question? Man? All right. Um, disappointment. Ooh. This can be a moment. This can be outside the top six. This can be a player, an injury. And I'll, I'll let you in with mine. Mine was Neto getting injured early for Wolves in the season. Great choice. Um, you could tell there's a there's a Wolves with and without Neto. Mm-hmm. But again, Gary O'Neill has proved us wrong. Even without Neto, they can still perform. So that's a great pick. Uh, Neto is the game changer for Wolves. <sighs> there's a few. Um I'd say the uh, Luton result uh, against um, Arsenal, if they would have held points, if they would have held that win, that would have been huge for them. Everton getting deducted 10 points might be the disappointment of the season for me. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I think I'm going to go with that. Everton did getting deducted 10 points, okay. although it was their own kind of fate with the new FFP laws, but... Uh, as we've discussed in previous episodes, if you were to add those 10 points back for Everton, they wouldn't even be in the discussion for a relegation battle. Yeah, I felt it was good to like give credit to teams yeah. that don't give as much credit. But in with this new thing, you had access to Villa, Brighton, mm-hmm. you know, with the you know, Newcastle was a, in by my rules was in this metric. So you got some teams that were performing, a, punching above their weight and stuff. So yeah. I thought it was a fun question. Do you have another one for me? Ollie Watkins as well for, mm-hmm. for, for um, in regards to player of the season. He's been huge for, for Villa. So I did forget that one. Very, very great point on Villa, especially. Uh, I do not have any further questions. So this is just a fun one. This is something I came across um, that was a little interesting. Have you heard of the MASL in the United States? I have. Major Arena Soccer League. Oh, gosh. I have not, but I can only imagine where this is going. So let me describe this to you guys. It is they basically play in hockey arenas, and they leave the hockey walls up, but they put the nets into the hockey wall. So there is no out of bounds. There's no checking like hockey. It's still soccer football rules in this respect. But the ball can never go out of bounds, and you can kick that thing and whip it around like in hockey. Yeah, so uh, in the summer uh, when our high school team or my club team was in the offseason, we would do indoor football or indoor soccer as we call it in America. And uh, Soccer. Yeah. Now, again, I'm a a goalkeeper, but when, when it was summertime, they let me play in the field. And I was an absolute menace in indoor, <laughs> indoor. Although you just said it's not like hockey where you can check dudes, mm-hmm. I was getting sent off left, right, and center because I was decking dudes into the bench, into the wall. I even, on on my life, I promise you this has happened, I decked a girl in this <laughs> football arena because guess what? 
They, it's it's equal game. It's equality. We talk about this in, in politics and everything. When the women sit in on my football pitch, they get treated the same as the men, and they get decked. So there's 14 <laughs> teams in the league, seven in the East and seven in the West. Yes, and there's two that are kind of a – three that are kind of a drive for us. And if I am ever going that way, I might need to see if you want to come with me to go to El Paso, um, Ontario, California, or okay. San Diego. Because I would kind of like to see this, this yeah. live. And, and what I could tell you guys, it's a very fast-paced indoor football league. It's like how most, I would say, English fields are where they have a little bit of a wall that they play in, mm-hmm. uh, but it's outdoor. Um, uh, I know there's a football league in England that I watch on YouTube. Uh, it's like five guys, five, five a side mm-hmm. or something like that, and they play indoor as well. So, um, yeah, our, our, our European fans are probably familiar with it, but... For Americans, you know, it's just going to be chaos, and and hopefully the build-up play is pretty decent, but I don't have much faith. Well, it comes back to me, like, a point that you and me have made a lot of times, that why doesn't Fetus get any of these things, man? We have the Rising. I want to go support the Rising, but they just kind of play at inopportune times in the season here. It's outdoors. It's in the summer. I would love it if they put the, got a team and they put it in the old yeah. Glendale Arena where the guys used to play, because they have an ice rink there that yeah. they're not using for anything except for ice shows. There's also an indoor football stadium by the Old White and Wild. Yeah. Uh, up there is that the same one you're mm-hmm. talking about? Oh, okay, my bad. No, 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 no. The no, not the old Wet and Wild. I'm talking about the the Coyotes used to play at that big oh, forty thousand person arena in Glendale. Gotcha, gotcha. Because they still have the ice rink there. Yeah, yeah. And also with Phoenix Rising, they are so far. They're way out there. Well, they're right by the airport. I can hop on my train right here and just take it down there if I wanted to deal with the people on the train. That's fair. But um, but no, like I want to go out this season. I'm gonna. I'm talking to our boy because I wanted to go a little bit more. I actually bought special earplugs so I can sit with our friend Rafa because I can't sit with him without those concert earplugs because there's he's so loud. Rafa supporters. is part of the the ultras, ultras yeah. and he has a drum, and that was is what Matt's referring to because. Uh, if you guys ever been in an ultra section, it is madness, mm-hmm. and they're banging music the whole time. So. Yeah, so I have to prepare because I want to go and support my boy and support my, the local team, but yeah. I feel like I'm going to go deaf. But that was just my thing. I just found this weird little thing that popped up on my YouTube shorts, yeah. and I was just like, I wonder if Reese has heard of this. <laughs> Yeah, uh, very interesting. Um, before we end it, Matt, do you have any further stoppage time questions? Nope, I just got my three-parter in this one. Awesome, sir. So uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in for, for, I don't know if this is a shorter episode or not. but We're at 34 minutes, man, so gotcha. it's a shorter episode. This uh, is like normally one of our halves. Yeah, so I'm a little under the weather, guys. Um, and also our teams uh, in the Premier League are currently serving FA Cup duty. So we will be back next week. With a big review between four games, I believe. I think it's there's... four or five. Chelsea plays. Yes, Chelsea plays. That's all you guys need to know. <laughs> and Luton Town play. Arsenal doesn't play till the 20th. Yeah, and I know Man City and Newcastle are somewhere in there. That's a big game that we'll mm-hmm. need to watch. But uh, a special episode, guys. We'll be back next Sunday for a usual hour-long-ish episode. Uh, we hope you guys have a good week ahead. Matt, close us out. Live long watch some football, lads. It's getting a little short right now, but there's still <laughs> some out there. Deuces.